Hello everyone, my name is Andrew Lee and in this presentation I'd like to do a quick introduction to the fascinating world of warehousing. Now I do say that a little bit sarcastically because I know for most people that warehousing is not the most exciting industry in the world and for most people warehousing is just about moving boxes in sheds and that it's quite an old-fashioned traditional industry. But what I hope to do today is show that there's actually a lot more to warehousing than just pallets and sheds. And in fact, I hope to explain today why warehousing is more important than ever in global supply chains and why warehousing is actually a very exciting industry at the moment and one that's attracting lots of investment and undergoing some major disruptions. So let's start with a really fundamental question why do we even need warehousing today? So if we live in a world of lean and inventory reductions and just-in-time logistics and single-piece flow, why do we even need warehouses? And if you look at advertisements like this, you could even question, in the future world where we all have 3D printing, will we even need warehouses at all in the future? But what we're seeing, in fact, is rather than a decrease in the demand for warehousing what we're actually seeing on the market is that there's a, an increase for the demand in warehousing at the moment and here i've just shared one report there are lots of other reports um, but they all point to more or less the same kind of numbers and you can see this on the top left here of a growth of around six percent in the demand for warehousing so we see an increase rather than a decrease now, there's maybe a couple of other small things that are worth pointing out that are on this um, on this graphic. So the second thing it points out is that the warehousing industry is very fragmented, which is absolutely true. So to give you an idea, the, the market leader, DHL, they only have around 5% of the total market. So it's, it's a very fragmented industry at the moment. And then the second thing that's maybe a point of interest, it, it mentions here on the right that one of the key drivers is the demand in the growth of refrigerated warehousing. Now, this report says that that's due to demand for frozen food. Um, I think there is a growth or a demand for refrigerated warehousing, but personally, I think it's more coming from perishable and fresh foods rather than frozen foods. So. If we're saying that the demand for warehousing and the industry overall is growing, I guess that raises the next question of where are all these warehouses? Where is the demand coming from? Now, before we go into a little bit more detail on that, what I'd like to suggest just for a second is that you stop for a moment um, and have a look at the products around you. So think about the, the clothes that you're wearing, maybe the laptop or the tablet that you're watching this video on or maybe even the coffee or the tea that you're drinking as you as you watch this video. Now, as you think about those products, what I can almost guarantee you is that all of those products, they will have passed through at least one and probably several warehouses before it gets to you. So in fact, what we can safely say is that warehouses play a very important, a very important part, a very important role. In fact, a critical part in the supply chain of nearly all of the products that we see in the world today. But let's get a bit more specific and look at a very typical picture of a, a typical supply chain. Now, this is a simple view of the supply chain for a laptop. And 
when you look at this supply chain and you start to think warehouses, where warehouses might be in this supply chain, what you can very quickly conclude is that warehouses could actually be all over in this supply chain. So I just want to point to a few examples of the locations and the types of warehouses that might exist in this typical supply chain. So you could, for example, have a warehouse at the raw material supplier. So consolidating the raw materials before they're sent out to a tier two supplier. You could have a warehouse at the next step on the other side at the supplier's warehouse. And this could be receiving the, the raw materials, maybe from multiple suppliers and consolidating them before they start to build a component. You could also have a warehouse that's shared by two different suppliers. Um, and this one, this warehouse might serve both of the suppliers and it might be used for either raw materials or for finished components. Now, I won't go through every single triangle on here, but I think you get the idea of where these different warehouses might be and the different types that might exist. Now, maybe just a couple more examples that are, are worthy of note. So what we also might have is more than one warehouse operation inside the same building. So if you take, for example, the, the laptop manufacturer, they might have a warehouse for the receipt of products or sub-assemblies. So this might be an inbound to manufacturing warehouse. They may have some warehouse, warehouse operations that run alongside production. Um, and these are work in progress or WIP warehouses. And they may have some warehouses that sit at the end of the production line that are used to store finished goods before they're sent to the wholesaler, the retailer, or direct to the customer. Now, I also wanted to add a little triangle here for warehouses that process products that come back, um, as actually there's a huge growth in returns warehouses. And especially as we move towards a new circular economy, these are the warehouses that process returns, they repair products, they remanufacture products, or they might even strip the products down back to the base materials so that the products can be reused in, in new, new products. Now, the last one that's not actually on the picture here um, is a very important type of warehouse at the moment, and this is e-com warehouses. And of course, at the moment, we're seeing a huge growth in the demand and the increase of warehouses for e-com deliveries. And what we're also seeing is huge investment in these types of warehouses that are specifically designed to process e-com orders. Naturally, one of the challenges that a lot of companies have got today is to try to decide whether to have a separate warehouse operation to manage the e-com orders from the traditional retail and wholesale orders, or whether to try, the, try to manage them all in one operation. And that's a big problem that a lot of companies are struggling with at the moment. And actually maybe one of the drivers that's resulting in an increase in inventories in global supply chains. And of course, more inventories means more warehouses. And this is a graph that we've shown before. It's the ratio of, of inventory to sales. And what this shows really is that there is a growth in inventories across global supply chains. Um, and as I've mentioned before, really, as inventories grow, the demand for warehousing grows. So I've talked a lot about the growth of warehouses, but I think it's important to say that the future of warehousing is not just about increases and more and more of the same that as well as growing there are also going to be some major changes in the fundamentals of warehousing 
Now, I've broken these changes into four different types. So functional, an operational, a location, and a business model change. And on these last slides, what I'd like to show you is some of the changes that are already occurring in the warehousing industry. And these are also changes that we believe are likely to accelerate in the future. So the first that I'd like to point to is the change in the functions of warehouses. So on the top here, you see a, a typical warehouse full of finished goods. But what we're seeing is that with the increased demand for shorter lead times, more concerns about globalization, there's an increasing shift towards more distributed manufacturing models. Now, what this means is that those traditional warehouses that were traditionally full of finished goods, they're now starting to move from just storing products to becoming more and more like manufacturing centers. So these warehouses, they assemble products, they manufacture products, they repair products, they remanufacture products, and all of this is done close to the point of local demand. Now, a second change that we're say, seeing is more concerned with how the operations are run. So traditionally, warehouses have been very labor intensive businesses. So it's lots of people picking, packing and moving boxes. But already what we're seeing is an increase in the use of robotics and, and automation to reduce the need for people really to do simple tasks. Now, I know there are lots of companies who are looking to develop fully automated warehouses, but I think in the near term and even the medium term, the focus for most companies is about making use of robotics and automation in a flexible way that can work alongside people and not necessarily replace them. The third big change is around the location of the warehouses. So as global supply chains are now starting to change, there's less and less demand for these large out of town warehouses. And there's an increasing demand for urban warehouses located close to city centers that can deliver products very, very quickly and even return products very, very quickly. So the warehouse you see at the bottom here, it's a warehouse in, in downtown Seattle. And what you can probably see is that the, the warehouse is on, on multiple levels. And they're doing this so that they can make the most of what is very expensive property space in a downtown urban location. And the last and the fourth change that's occurring relates actually to the business model themselves for warehousing. So today to find and secure a warehouse, it's a time consuming process. It's a long, a long process. Um, and there's a good reason why they call it contract logistics. There's so many contracts and legal documents involved to secure warehousing. But this is changing too. Um, and what we're seeing now is a wave of startup companies and here are a few examples of these startup companies that now are starting to provide contract free warehousing that's provided on a flexible short term pay per use basis. And actually, this is a major change that's now starting to be introduced into the warehousing industry in recent times. And we're expecting a, a big acceleration of this in the future. And in fact, this last trend about the change of business model in warehousing is something that we've been researching extensively at Park, and we're looking to publish a paper on this in the, in the next few months.
And of course, there's a wealth of information on the SIPS website too. So if you do want any more information about the ideas and the research provided here, you can contact me via my LinkedIn. Thank you very much.